Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osher Ginsberg. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of the show. If this is your first time, welcome. Uh, I'm Osher Ginsberg. I'm a TV host and an author and a dad and a stepdad uh, from Sydney, Australia. And this is my podcast. It's called Better Than Yesterday. And something that you hear on this show today will help you make today better than yesterday. That's it. I'm here twice a week. Mondays I speak with a guest. Fridays I speak with you. And, um, And that's about the size of it. There's 300 and 75 other interview shows to listen to and um, a bunch of episodes here on a Friday to listen to. So thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks for all the emails that came in through the week as well. Send Osher email at gmail.com is where you can find me. And I always love to see where you are listening to the show. Thanks heaps to uh, Stephen who sent a fantastic sign walking around Concord Hospital. And there's a sign because he's Stephen's out walking to benefit his mental health, and there's a <laughs> there's a sign at the redevelopment of the hospital where he's walking nearby, and it says "No through road to mental health," and it's quite funny. <laughs> it's quite funny. Send us your email at gmail.com. What are you looking at while you're listening to this? I'd love to see it. I'd absolutely love to see it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Thanks for the feedback about last week's episode. To check in with you real quick, we started work again this week on another season of The Bachelor, and I had a mad dose of gastro last week. Oh, my goodness me. This has never happened to me before. I dropped a suit size. Like, the gastro was that epic. I fully dropped a suit size, so Mel had to make an emergency trip to the tailor. Um, <laughs> that's never happened before. But I spent 36 hours in bed, which I haven't done since, uh, God, I think I got really sick in Fiji once off some rainwater or something. But, yeah, I haven't spent 36 hours in bed for a really long time. But, anyway, I hope you're missing whatever's going around got to get a COVID test even if it's gastro because the symptoms are the same. Ah, it's bullshit. Anyway, thanks for the uh, feedback about last week's episode about the CBT columns. Um, grateful to those of you who tried it for the first time. If you've not tried it before, I recommend it thoroughly. You can uh, find that episode in your podcast feed. Just go and have a look back. But I wanted to talk about another technique around um, writing things down as a, as a form of mental health first aid, which I've personally found really, really helpful. Now, I'm old, right? I'm going to be 50 in three years. So I remember what it is to write a letter. But there'd be plenty of people listening who have actually never licked a stamp, all right, who've actually never written anything more than a birthday or a Christmas card. But there was a time when we would actually sit down and write with a pen and paper and we'd write on paper, we'd write our things down, we'd put this paper inside another piece of paper called an envelope and we'd give it, we'd put it in a big metal box and then that piece of paper would get taken via planes, trains and automobiles to the other side of the planet sometimes and the other person would open that paper up and read it and they would see our handwriting and they would feel our emotional response and it was a very interesting way to connect with people. And writing a letter for very good reason, has been a very powerful form of communication for a very long time. But if you've never written a letter, um, you can still do this, even if you've got no one to write a letter to. You can write a letter to no one. And this is something that I have done quite often, and I found it to be really powerful, and I wanted, wanted to talk about it. And I spoke last week about why writing it down with your a pen and paper is, is so important. Handwriting is a very different cognitive process than, than typing using your fingertips or your thumb tips on a phone. Um, there's so many more muscles involved, so many more motor processes involved, and it involves a completely different system of your brain to work. And as such, it has a, an effect that is very different when writing about emotional processes when you're using your hand and your arm and your elbow and your shoulder and whatever else to, it is using to write. Well, well, at least for me, this is what I've found. Like I can thumb things into my phone if I'm on the fly, um, but they will still swim in my head. I will still ruminate on things that I've written into my phone. If I write them down, when I grab a, grab a pencil, grab a pen and I put it down on paper, it feels different. It feels done. Something about the process of writing it down using my hand. I've got shit handwriting. Both my parents were doctors. You, if I write something down, even I can't read it, all right? I'm terrible, terrible, but that doesn't matter. Something about the process of writing it down shifts how I think about it. And I would recommend that you give it a shot because it's been really powerful and not only in my uh, mental health recovery, but also in my sobriety the actual process of writing something down on a pen and paper has been really powerful. And particularly this thing I'm going to talk about today, which is writing a letter to nobody. As if you were li literally going to put it in a post box or hand it to somebody. 
and here are your thoughts. Here's your things. There you go. I'm giving it to you. This is my thoughts about this thing. I'm giving it to you on a piece of paper. It's really, really powerful. There's a few different ways you can do it. Like say, for example, there's someone from your past that you just can't stop thinking about. Someone, their actions or an incident that involved them keeps swimming around in your head and keeps revisiting and it's kind of basically formed the the reason why you choose to do something a certain way every time, um, whether it be in a relationship or, you know, you never order chicken again or, or whatever, something that's affecting your life. Perhaps this person wronged you. Perhaps it was a teacher who really messed you up uh, or a headmaster or an ex or an old boss or, or someone, someone that there's unfinished business with inside, something you can't let go of as much as you wish you could let go of. You can't let go of it. Writing it out, writing as if you were writing a letter to them. When I've done it, it really helps my brain feel that that thing that I wanted to say to them or wanted to do or wish that I'd remember to say at the time, that's now done. The loop is closed and my brain lets it go and I can get on with my life. But it's important that I write it down and I speak about the full gamut of my emotions. I think about, you know, what's happening in my body at the time, those emotional responses that are, you know, this is an emotional feeling in my body. I can feel it in my body, but it's from 1989, all right? I'm like, what is this still doing here? It's 30-something years later. What the fuck is this about? Writing it down and saying, look, I'm, I, when I think about what happened, it makes my, my hands shake and I feel this in my stomach and my lip quivers and what da 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 and, you know, writing it all down about, and it's going to affect me like this. And, you know, to this day, I find this and then the other. And, 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 you know, I hope you can understand, whatever. It allows my brain to go, oh, good, we've said that thing. We finally said the thing that we wished we'd said. It's done now. And my brain lets it go. It's really weird. I can trick that part of my brain into believing that that's done now. Another way that a letter to no one can work and this is something that I've used at, at, at work, actually, in the workplace. There was somebody in my life that I, we couldn't communicate very well. We had, it was a prickly relationship, okay? I was speaking to this person and every time I spoke to this person, it was like I wanted something out of them. I wanted some recognition or I wanted, you know, I wanted something more out of the relationship that this other person wasn't willing to give in it and it caused issues between us. And, you know, obviously I couldn't change the other person. I can only change myself. So what I did is I wrote a note to this person every day with all the nice things that I could think of to say to them. You did really well in that meeting today. You handle yourself really well. I'm really grateful that I get to work with you. That, you know, PowerPoint was really great. And I think that idea about the thing with this project is, is going to be really excited. And I'm super excited for it and I'm grateful to be working on it with you. And I'd write these things down every day. So then my brain feels it as if it's true and that I've said these things to this person already. And then now when I speak to them, that extra accent in my voice looking for the recognition of the, you know, I think you're a good person at work or whatever, you know, whatever was happening, whatever ickiness was coming out in my voice when I spoke to this person is now gone. And our relationship changed it was, it was, it was really remarkable. Okay. It was really remarkable. I can get like that with men in the workplace. All right. I, I search for father figures and it can get strange. All right. So look, that's on me. That's <laughs> to do with my past. <laughs> um, but it really changed. It really changed. 
um, because now my brain goes, this person now understands how we feel about them. But they, you know, they didn't. But that part of my brain that wanted that itch to be scratched had been scratched and it, it was quiet then. I guess another way of writing things down that is, is really powerful. So, for example, you've been through an episode of, um, shall we say, emotional upheaval, uh, a breakup with someone, lost a job, you had a, you know, like a nose to tail, you ran up someone's behind in traffic and now you're up for a couple of grand of insurance or whatever and there's like, nobody's hurt, but, you know, it's this big thing and you had an interaction with a stranger in the street after you ruined their car and it's all, you know, fucking heavy and full on. You've messed up at work, whatever it might be. Writing it down. Don't try to get it right. Just just write it down and speak directly from that emotional dragon that's kind of unleashed within you, that, that frightened child, that angry toddler, you know, those big flooded responses with the irrational communications that we wish we could scream out at the time, but, you know, really are not good to speak out loud. Get them down on paper. Write down how your body feels, how your beliefs are shifting, the story you're telling yourself about what happened what you're making it mean, kind of like a long CBT letter, but get it all out there and really get it all down there. Give your subconscious the feeling of being seen, being heard, being acknowledged, and most of all, the sense of a sense of completion, I guess, and just keep writing until it's done. You don't have to do a much, maybe about 15, 20 minutes a day. And the best part about to make it work, right, you never, ever, ever have to read this again. I've got a bit of a failsafe in that. It's very hard for me to read my own writing because I literally have the kind of scrawl that only a pharmacist can make out because I just have such shit handwriting. So I can't read my stuff back anyway, but it's really powerful because this works regardless. In fact, there's even research done. um, There's been a heap of research on this, but one of the studies that I found to talk about this today at the University of Texas, a researcher by the name of James Pennebaker found that writing about emotional upheavals for just 15 minutes to 20 minutes a day uh, for four consecutive days, that's all you have to do it, it can actually reduce anxiety, decrease rumination, decrease depressive symptoms, and even boost your immune system. All right. It's really powerful stuff. It, it really is. And it's, it's kind of weird because there's, there's the part of your brain that's listening to me right now. And then there's a subconscious that is running all these loops. And oh, I wish I said that thing to that person. And oh my God, I can't believe that you know, person I dated when I was 22 said that thing to me that time. And I still think about that. And now I can never date a brunette again or whatever it is in your head that's kind of going on. That's all in your subconscious just kind of swimming around. And it's a chance to close those loops, you know, shut down, like closing tabs on, a, on your browser, right? You know, give you free up some RAM, basically. For some reason, it works. What's really interesting is I was having a look at this. If we know that it works. We know that writing down for 15, 20 minutes a day about just emotionally writing down and acknowledging the emotions and writing it down for 15, 20 minutes a day, we know it works. We know it has really positive outcomes on people who have, for example, chronic pain or have lost a limb or, or something like that. People in, you know, and just people who haven't, you know, just regular people. We can't, still can't quite figure out how it works. <laughs> a lot of work is like, we don't know quite why it works, but it does, okay? And you, you don't even have to read it again. Like, I remember reading about a study that people wrote it down once and then even threw the paper away and they still felt better, all right? It's not like you are creating a diary to read, dear diary, and you're reading it back in 20 years to find out what happened on the day. No, it's, it's almost like, I know I've spoke about it on this full show before, it's almost like just taking out the rubbish, 
take out the rubbish in the mornings. That's why that's what I like to do. It's like take out the, the rubbish that I wake up with in my head. Just take it all out, clear it out of the way. Let my brain feel like, yeah, yeah, someone's heard us, someone's seen us, someone's acknowledged us. This is a real feeling. And now I get to look at it and go, okay, well, that was just kind of weird and fearful and paranoid. Okay, go. <laughs> and I get on, have a cup of coffee and move on with my day. But there's plenty of other ways that you can do this. And, and yeah, the best part is that no one has to know you're doing it. No one has to know you're doing it. Just grab it. I love a spiral notebook personally because they're low key and no one, it's not a, like a thing with glitter on it and people go, oh, what's that? No, it's just like, it looks like a notebook that I'm used for taking meetings, notes at meetings, right? No one has to know what it is that it's full of emotional shit scrawled in my pencils. 2B, I love a softer pencil. I like a softer pencil. It doesn't take much, but for some, for some reason it works. There's other kinds of letters you can write. A letter granting forgiveness, for example, if there's someone in your past that, you know, something that happened or, I don't know, someone was rude to you at a shop or, or an auntie or uncle said something weird to you once at Christmas or, or whatever, you can use a letter to grant forgiveness and it gives your brain that feeling of, oh, it's done now. You can ask for forgiveness. This is something that in recovery, there's a step in a 12-step program called the ninth step, which involves going and making amends except where to do so would cause harm to others. And so where it would cause harm to others, there's, there's an important step of like, you know, trying to have a living amends, but also this sort of thing can be quite handy in that. You can write letters of gratitude, you know, similar to what I spoke of before with that, that bloke at work that I wanted to be my, you know, my big brother daddy figure, which is always a problem for me. You can write a letter of gratitude maybe to someone that you can't actually express a gratitude face-to-face. And, you know, another big one is you, if you if you really, if you're feeling brave, you can write a letter of empathy, expressing empathy. For example, if there's someone who's caused you pain in the past, you know, in a safe way, trying to figure out what it was in their life that caused them to do what they did. It takes a lot of guts to do it because you have to let go of, you know, the particular stance that, you know, they were all wrong and all all evil, you, you can, you know, it takes a lot to go, well, they had some shit going on in their life. But it's really surprising how powerful it can be to really to write it down and to, to set it free. And I guess the, the last letter I wanted to speak about, and I've written about this in my book, actually. Uh, the last letter I want to speak about is a letter that I actually do. It's a literally, it's a first aid letter that I literally do keep in my wallet, kind of like the poster you see by the pool at the Gold Coast Motel with the Dr. ABC about how to, you know, resuscitate someone if they've, you know, they've swallowed too much water and they've drowned in a spa bath. I actually have a, a first aid letter in my pocket and I wrote it really neatly so I can read it if I need to. And I wrote it on a day when I'd felt really good. I'd had two coffees and I'd gone and trained and I was feeling really clear and really together and I, and I wrote this letter in my own handwriting and it's basically, you know, for me when I'm having a um, psychological, I'm not going to say break, but a, a, a terrible time psychologically. So, for example, if I'm having um, an episode of incredible anxiety or depression or just stuck in ruminating horror and fear... It's in my own handwriting. It says, hey, you're reading this because right now you're, it's, I'm not going to give it word to word, but it basically says, hey, you're reading this right now because you're feeling absolutely horrible and there's no way out and things are terrifying. But you can see by my handwriting that I'm you and 
I have felt like you felt right now before. And right now I feel a whole lot better. So I'm here to tell you that it's not going to feel like this forever. You know what to do. And then I've written a few things down to do. It's like, you know, go for a walk or go work out, go and speak to someone, call your doctor, tell Audrey what's going on, make sure you eat, make sure you sleep, make sure you, you know, go and look at the flowers, pat a dog. And remember that it won't be like, won't feel this way forever. And I actually, I keep that in my wallet and I walk around with it every day. And you know what's really wild is that since I've written it, I've never had to get it out once. Just knowing it's there, knowing it's in my pocket is almost enough. And that's really, really powerful and really helpful for me. But I wanted to share that with you because writing it down and writing things down longhand, it's a really, really powerful way of, you know, basically, it's basically first aid, you know. There's other ways to do it, um, which I'd, kind of maybe want to talk a little bit more. There's even more ways to do it. I might, might, I might, I might talk one of them. I might, there's, there's a few more things I want to talk about, so I might talk about a bit more, a bit more next week. But uh, let me know how you go. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you need me through the week, send Osher email at gmail.com is my email address. You can find me on Instagram. You know where I am. Monday's episode, Emma Cowdroy. Independent journalism is very, very important. The fourth estate is incredibly important in keeping our democracy to account. Uh, this last week in Australia has been <laughs> very evident of that. And uh, Emma's the um, the head honcho at the Australian Associated Press, which is a really important institution in our country because uh, independent news is a very, 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 very important thing when it comes to keeping democracy going and um, making sure that democracy is held to account. So we're going to talk to Emma on Monday. It's a really good chat. Until we speak then, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 